Hi, I'm Austin. Yeah, I'm Justin. And welcome to Amaze Balls. <laughs> We've got a story today that's doubly amazing, don't we, Justin? Yep. Uh, amazing Squared. What's the name of it? Uh, it's The Amazing Fallsworth. Amazing within amazing. Well, can't get better than that. <laughs> <laughs> we're better friends than we were spouses. Better off in separate houses. And though it may not seem as such, I love you very, very much. Da, 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 da. So, it starts off with a bang this week. Right. We get a full-on murder. Yeah. Double murder. Double murder scene. In the cold open. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We are following a young woman who's leaving a motel, which is the Kiss Kiss Motel. Lots of neon lights. Yeah. It's very 80s. Yeah. Uh, Downtown LA looking. She's uh, turning around a corner, going into an alley, and we noticed that it's... The mom from Back to the Future, or right. at least it looks a lot like her. If yeah, it, it did. Uh, and there's the a guy, mysterious figure, falling behind her in a trench coat. In a trench coat. Uh, All you ever see is the trench coat and his gloves. Yeah, he's got a fedora on. Yeah, and he's stalking behind her, getting pretty close. And it has a close up of his hand, and he's holding a wrapped up piano wire. Yeah, or uh, what do they call it? And you just tell she's she. You know, She's gonna fucking get it. <laughs> what do they call it in, like, the mob world? A, a garrette wire or whatever? Yeah, but it's piano wire. Yeah. Well, as we later learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, uh, I was really impressed with the scene again. The yeah. lighting and everything. The lighting, it was good. It, it reminded me a lot of uh, Suspiria. Yeah, the uh, Dario Argento horror. Yeah, a bit. A lot of pinks and blues. Um, really... Focusing it on his hands. Vibrant colors of light, all that, yeah. So he stalks her through the alley a bit, catches up, and with no hesitation, just wires her. Yeah, and he lifts her off, full off the ground. He's tall. Just like, just like deadlift, like with it, and she's like kicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like a good foot off the ground. So this guy, there's, there's several times that it's shown that he's like... Really strong. Superhuman strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we'll get to later. Uh, so he drops her. There's an odd amount of rags in this alley and piles of clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and boxes. Like, stacked up boxes. Mm-hmm. Very cluttered. And from behind one, we see a homeless man who's startled by this. He witnesses it. Yeah. Scurries away. And Doesn't just sit there and wait. He knocks something over. Yeah, he was like... Freaks out and then leaves. I'm like, come on, idiot. Yeah. Just wait till the guy's gone. (laughs) Fight or flight, I guess. (laughs) So he responds by running away, uh, makes a ton of noise, and the guy starts chasing him. The killer. And then then another stupid move. This guy stops at, like, the first fucking toll booth in the middle of this. Why was there a toll booth? Why was there... There wouldn't be a toll booth. (laughs) Why was there a... Because this was the 80s, man. They were everywhere. Why was there a phone booth in the middle of, like, a homeless... Alleyway. A homeless alleyway? Homeless <laughs> person's alleyway. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to go to New York or LA and find out. We'll ask around. Uh, <laughs> so he gets in this uh, phone booth. It lights up. He's calling 911. Or he, calls, he calls the operator. Yeah. He's like, give me the police. Um, he's saying, 
The Strangler. I saw him, yeah. I saw a murderer. I saw the Strangler. And this is another cool lit shot. Yeah, it's he's just, freaking out. It's just dark vignette all over and just he, the one Before he booth. turned the light on in the phone booth, Pitch I black. couldn't even see anything. I was like, what's going on? And then that came on. Yeah, another kind of shout out to the old horror. Yeah. And this is really the first horror that we've seen. Yeah. And not paranormal, but um, slasher-esque. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it, well, it was kind of paranormal. I don't, oh yeah, okay, well. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> so, the guy's calling the police, and the strangler busts through the glass behind him and strangles him. Yeah. Pulls him out the back. Right. The phone's dangling, they're like... Sir, we can't help you if you won't tell us where you are. <laughs> I don't think they ever actually say anything. We were just making that up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know. I thought they said something. But you tell us. <laughs> so uh, it cuts to the police. They're right there, storming down the cellar. Yeah. They haul ass. Yeah, apparently they showed up like that. Yeah, so the strangler, he's he made quick work of both of his victims. He has to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs into what we find out is a nightclub. Right. Kind of a seedy dive bar. <laughs> right. Um, very 80s. It's got the back brick stage. Right, yeah. Uh, and tonight's show is... Yeah, it's the amazing Fallsworth. And he's a magician. Yeah, well, sort of. Well, they announce him as a magician. Yeah, but he's then he's just a, like, he, he doesn't do any magic tricks. He's more of a clairvoyant. Yeah. Which he, could be under the same category. I guess, yeah. yeah. So he explains to the audience he's not going to bore them with any uh, levitating feats or pigeons or anything. Right. He's going to tell them something personal about themselves when he makes physical contact. He's going to touch their hand and read their mind. Yeah. He puts a blindfold on. Mm-hmm. That's his system for blindfold on him. He always talks about how it's all in the hands. Yeah, all yeah. All in the hands. He's got to touch him, and then you can see everything. He picks a couple of people out of the audience. He finds a couple who's four months pregnant. Yeah. Well, the woman. That was, I thought that was funny, the first one. He's just like, oh, congratulations on your little miracle. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the next one is a couple on their honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, he gets to a couple more people, but... Eventually, he reaches. No, they that that couple was the one on the honeymoon. Oh, he was oh. making the joke. Gotcha. That they were on their honeymoon, but she was four months pregnant. I thought it was two separate. Yeah. Groups. Okay. <laughs> well, he has a couple of like comedic clairvoyant responses, yeah. but eventually he makes his way to the back of the room where the killer is sitting in the shadows, mm-hmm. um, trying to blend in where the cops are chasing him down. Mm-hmm. And. The Amazing Fallsworth touches him and freaks out immediately. Well, it cuts to, like, a the girl choking. Mm-hmm. And, like, the close-up of the... It looked like basically that scene, but just, like, focused in on her face. Yeah, yeah. So he sees a very vivid death scene. Yeah. Which just occurred, and he knows it just happened. And it freaks him out. He, uh... So much so that whenever he goes to leave, he forgets to take off the blindfold. <laughs> you know, when I was watching that, I thought it was odd. He's he's stumbling through the room really fast. (laughs) But then he gets to another person and tries to do another reading. Yeah. And fails. So I think he was trying to keep his cool till he got his distance. Oh, okay. That's why he left the blindfold off. He didn't want to, like, give away that he knew what this guy had done right away. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, he yeah, like we said, he fails at this next reading. Uh, That makes sense. And the waitress is just covering for him now. 
just working the crowd. Yeah. Uh, she's like, if you have any trinkets, pass them up. You'll get them back. But he can do a reading off of those. Meanwhile, he's sneaking off stage. Yeah. He's super he's, freaked out. He's really shaken. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, you just saw two people get murdered. Exactly. From first person <laughs> point of view. Yeah. So he hurriedly runs to the back of the stage and runs into, like, uh, a crew member. Yeah. So, yeah, some back him. He, he's like frantically, he's like, call the cops. Uh, yeah, he's really shaken up. We've got a killer in here. Yeah, he's trying to make his way to his dressing room. So the guy goes off to call the police. He runs into his dressing room, and there's something in the shadows. Yeah, there's a guy standing, tall guy, just in trench coat, silhouetted, looks just like he saw in his vision, standing in the corner of his room. So he grabs the phone he it's a big bulky old one, so he's got the receiver in one hand and then the uh, like the mount on the bottom, and he's yeah. using it kind of as a weapon, swinging at this guy. He's like, "Back up! Don't move!" I got the I got the phone right here. <laughs> I got the police on the phone. So he calls uh, the police or the operator. There's a lot of uh, getting to the cops through the operator in this movie. Yeah, like you just pick up, then you don't have to dial. I guess in the old days, I thought you had to hit zero. Maybe I don't know. Ah. It could be different for different places. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he gets a hold of the cops. He's like, oh, no, no, the phone rings. That's crucial to the story. The phone rings, he picks it up, and it's the cops. He said, "That's right." your assistant uh, called. He said the, there's a killer there. He explains who he is, and the cop, he doesn't take him seriously. The cop does not know. He just keeps making jokes about it. But he's familiar with the act. He's seen the act before. Yeah, yeah, that's what he keeps saying. He's like, oh yeah, I've seen your act. It's it's entertaining. Uh, eventually he convinces the cop that the killer is in the room with him, and he's like, okay, don't move, I'll, I'll get right there. Yeah, well, sort of. He's still kind of like joking around. <laughs> he's just like, oh, he's right there with you? Try not to tick him off. Yeah. <laughs> cop hangs up. Uh, the man in the trench coat in the room with him He's, his hand is shaking. He reaches out and tries to hand him a ruffled piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, pulls his trench coat off, puts the hat down, takes the gloves off. I mean, he's a singing telegram. Yeah. Uh, that's from what... his ex-wife. <laughs> his ex-wife sending him a telegram about like how they're happy. She's happy they're divorced, but still loves him. I'm just like, that's weird. Yeah, that felt. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted the scene where he mistook someone. As the killer in his room, I don't know why they went that route. It seems but. very like Mel Brooks, yeah, <laughs> vaudevillian. Uh, and speaking of which, the man who played Fallsworth, Gregory Hines, was in History of the World Part One. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even though it was horror, amazing stories, it still adds some slapstick to it. Yeah. Uh, th- that man runs out of the room. He's kind of dressed like a bellhop in an old red and gold and black outfit. Right. He's um, like, it was from your ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Leaves. <laughs> Cuts. Uh, there's a shadow under his door. Freaks him out. Yeah, and it's someone knocking. And it's the police. He says he came as quick as he could, but I obviously he took a while because he'd been sitting down. I think he had like a whiskey in his hand or something by now. Falls yeah, it. yeah, falls falls it, it had done a time skip. Uh huh. Definitely. Uh, he opens the door, and there's a. There's, like, an interview. He kind of goes over what happened in his show, um, and then he tells him everything he saw in his vision. Yeah. And the guy seems... The the uh, detective guy seems... 
very interested, but also, like, still skeptic. Yeah, a reluctance. Um, Also worth noting that never IDs himself. Well, doesn't ever have, Polesworth doesn't ask for ID. Doesn't ask for a badge, nothing. That was a funny line. He's like, how do I know it's you? And from the other side of the door we hear, well, I know it's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's asking, he's like, did you see his face? What's he look like? Did you get any other information, like a home address? And Polesworth is like, no, man, why are you asking? And he's like, well, proper police procedure. Right. And If we're going to catch the guy, I need to know what he looks like. And it hits him. He didn't learn any of that information, but he can still get it from the chair that he was sitting in. Well, the guy was going to leave. Oh, the detective? The detective was going to leave. He's like, listen, I can't do anything. You don't have any evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to go. And then like, he was like, no, wait, don't go. I can still, I still got something I can try. He was really scared yeah. because... He well, thought he was going to get targeted. He was the next, he's yeah. the next victim because he knew, this guy knew his face, he knew his name, everything about him, where he works. Yeah. Um... So he comes up yeah, with the idea of touching the chair. I guess there's some residual psychic energy on it. Yeah. I really liked how the scene where he goes and touches the chairs, too. It's all silhouetted. Like, there's a bit, like an, another uh, Amazing Story staple with a bright light shining right in the camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, this time it's a bright white, like, spotlight. Yeah. Uh, so it silhouettes everything. And it's the tables with the chairs upturned on them. And he's and walking he's just, through, and it's kind of it kind of lends itself to like a foresty scene because it's all the chairs. Yeah, and it was, there's kind of like fog. Mm-hmm. It seems like. And we get some more quips now about how he's touching the chair, and he's like, "Oh, this guy just slept with his boss's wife." Yeah, <laughs> this this girl liked me. Yeah, uh, he gets he finally finds the killer's chair. He grabs onto it, and he we don't I don't know if we get any more flashbacks now, but we get a home address. He's like, I see numbers. Yeah, he's talking about that. There is a flashback, though, because it shows him... He sees the killer look in the mirror after he killed... No, that's way later, because he would never go to the house with him if he knew that. Oh. So he gets an address and goes to the house. The detective's like, oh, let's just head there now. I mean, why not check it out? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, they get the address. We'll just go check it out. And as you've mentioned before, he didn't ID himself... He's been acting kind of reluctant, but also interested. He's very suspicious, in my yeah. eyes, like, when and I watch well, this. He just ha- and he's nothing but quips. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that he says is like a one-liner. Yeah. So they get in his car, not a police car, head to the house. Falsworth, for being a psychic, is starting to look pretty clueless at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the hands, though. Yeah, it's all in the hands. <laughs> never touched him. So they get to the apartment, and the detective goes, uh, uh, why don't you wait here? I'll go in and talk to the manager and see if he's home, because the lights upstairs look like they're off. Right. Uh, the address they had was for the top floor. It was like 406 or something. Yeah, in an apartment building. He comes back out. He gets Fallsworth. They head inside. Uh, the and- guy's like, oh, I'm going to go check with the building manager mm-hmm. see if the guy's home, because yeah. it looks like they're, they're, it's empty. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> but yeah they go up the stairs and Falsworth is like are you going to use a credit card to open the door he's like oh you've been watching too many movies I got a key from the manager and pulls yeah. the key out of his pocket they go inside uh, a bunch of creepy taxidermied animals oh yeah but it's really well to do too like it's 
Mm-hmm. It's nice. I don't mean all taxidermy animals are creepy, but these are like posed. Oh, uh, yeah. Full body. Yeah, they're super creepy. Yeah, yeah. And to have that in an apartment is <laughs> kind of odd. That's yeah. more of like a hunting lodge thing. Yeah. But whatever. Um, they go in and it it's dark. Like, the whole thing has right. been dark. Well, they know this is the layer of the killer. Mm-hmm. Of course it's going to be weird. The detective Normal takes... people don't go around murdering. <laughs> murdering people with... Uh, like strangling them to death. There's a piano wire in here, or another uh, piano. There's a wire. piano. There's a piano. Yeah. yeah. So um, the detective takes a seat, and Falsworth goes over and starts uh, fiddling with the keys mm-hmm. on the piano. And he gets to one, and it's a dud. There's no string. It just, again, like, if that guy was a police officer, he was the worst police officer ever. They're adding fingerprints. Yeah. <laughs> fibers. They're, they're just totally oh, contaminating. Yeah. This might be, like, scene. a crime scene, but you can go ahead and mess around with that. <laughs> <laughs> Bolzer still has no clue. He's, uh, he, as he's playing the piano, now is when he flashes back to more murders, because it's more closely connected to the killer. Yeah. And uh, he sees the killer look at a reflective surface, and no surprise, yeah, it's it's the, it's detective. the detective, Trent Tinkler. Trent Tinker. <laughs> oh, uh, one thing we forgot to mention: whenever Farns- Fallsworth was uh, giving the de- description of him mm-hmm. to the what the killer, who at the time was the detective, yeah. Um, he thought he was a detective. He was just like, oh, yeah, the killer's coming. He's like, oh. He's, that, he's like, it's that serial killer on the news. He's like, oh, you mean the the keyboard killer? Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was funny that he he's the only one that refers to himself <laughs> as the keyboard killer. Everyone else calls him the strangler. He was really trying <laughs> to get that going. <laughs> well, was he? Because he was planning on killing the guy. Yeah, so it's but not like you would have told anyone. That. What can you do? I mean, other than leave a note at the scene and more evidence. <laughs> uh, and here's where Fallsworth has a bit of insight as he figures out this is the killer. He's like, "You killed everybody with a certain note of the piano wire. Like yeah. everybody was a certain note because he referenced him being a B flat." And he's like, it, "It's a song. You're making a song from every note you use to kill someone." And it's uh, it's an opera. Yeah, and he said it was a long one about like uh, some a wife who cheats on a husband or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallsworth runs away, slams like the bedroom door, starts just tearing apart this closet, and he's rummaging through it, just throwing everything out of it. I guess looking for anything that works. Yeah, and he finds something that does. He comes across the shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> A loaded one. Yeah, but even before but before he can use it, Hulk, uh, the strangler, busts through the fucking door. The keyboard door. killer. Yeah, busts <laughs> through the goddamn door with, like, with his hands and just, like, literally picks him, like, by his head and, like, flings him across the room like he was a fucking ragdoll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he pulls this guy through a door. <laughs> That he's just crushed with his arms. Not even a fist, just yeah, reaching just through. Just reaching through. Like it was made of uh, balsa wood or something. Yeah. Yeah, he throws him a good 20 feet across the room, no effort. This guy is a beast. Yeah. Um, he gets thrown around, they're wrestling. He gets him, uh, the strangler gets Fallsworth on his knees and he's choking him from behind. Yeah, and Fallsworth has a gun. The shotgun, it's like. 
really weirdly positioned where it's like kind of hidden. Well, the butt of it's against the ground, and the barrel of it's right, right under his neck. Right under his neck. So Falsworth can't pull the trigger. Yeah, and but his hands are trying to keep himself from getting strangled. He's like got him up, mm-hmm. like like underneath the wire, so he's trying to like keep it from getting at him. And there's like a trade-off. He he can either stop breathing and let his hands down to the trigger, which is what he chooses to do. Yes. Uh, or just keep suffocating. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he does, he puts his hands down, gets his thumb on the trigger, and passes out from the effort. And that puts his head to the side, pulls the trigger, and I wrote, uh, he shotgun uppercuts yeah, the keyboard killer. He, he shotgunned uppercuts the keyboard killer. <laughs> this or, was super violent. You know what? Just call him the strangler. He doesn't deserve to be called what he wanted to be called. Yeah. Screw yeah. you, guy. You were a murderer. You're the strangler. <laughs> He's the serial killer. <laughs> All right, so uh, then he gets on the phone with the cops one last time. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of phone stuff, and he's talking to the operator. He's like, "Yes, this is the amazing. This is, this is Fallsworth. I need a." No, help. he makes a point of saying the amazing Fallsworth because he's just murdered a guy. Yeah, like yeah, he makes a point because he. And then the girl, uh, it's like the person online is like recognize him. He's like, "No, sorry, I can't read you over the phone." It's all in the hands. It's got to be in person. It's all <laughs> in the hands. All right, so that took a kind of dark turn we haven't seen before. We've seen yeah, but we've it's seen still drama. Fun. We've seen comedy. We've seen some sci-fi. Uh, some touching ghost stories, but nothing. Nothing like straight up murder. Yeah, this was the first like horror one, but it still had some pretty good like uh, comedy elements to it as well, though. Mm-hmm. That one guy, the killer, had some pretty good one-liners whenever he was the cop. Yeah, yeah, and it was really interesting dynamic between the two of them—a guy pretending to be a cop and a supposed psychic. Yeah. Who had? Well, a- he was definitely a psychic. He was, he was. Just really clueless about the <laughs> world. That's what. Uh, I think the killer said at one point, he's like, you make a really good psychic, but man, are you dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So this was a great episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Join us next week for what episode, Justin? Uh, Fine-tuning. Fine-tuning. No idea what this one's going to be. It's about aliens. Oh, shit. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.